Welcome, everyone. It's the Zojo Talk podcast again, and I am Paula Fever. And today, my guest is Anthony Cyphers of Graffiti Suite. And they make some wonderful classes for your Zojo desktop and web apps that let you add lots of fun new controls. Anthony, welcome. Great to be here. Thanks. So one of the first questions I like to start with to kind of get the ball rolling, Anthony, is to ask people, uh, how'd you first hear about Zojo? When did you start using it? Well, um, I was working as lead developer for two small companies doing VB6 development. Um, and, you know, the time came around in the early 2000s when the panic hit that uh, VB6 was going to reach end of life. So I started looking around for alternatives and, and I found, you know, real basic and it did everything I needed and quite a bit more. So uh, I switched both companies' code bases to real basic and never looked back. Wow. So super long time user. That's like 20 years. What version of real basic was the first one you jumped on? 5.5. Uh, 5. Okay. Yeah. I remember that one. So I've got, I've got a few years on you then. I think I started with 3.5 maybe. That would have been it's a not a competition. Come no, on. it's always a competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been 2001-ish or so, I think. All right, yeah, VB6 end of lifing is seems like something that has been going on for a really, really long time. And we still run into people that actually continue to use VB6, even in this day and age, even though there are many better tools such as Zojo available for them. Surprising. Yeah, that, that community is still going fairly strong. I, I keep up with uh, some of my old developer buddies from those days and talk to them and some of them still use it and they still post on sites like Planet Source Code. And it's, it's, it's pretty crazy that it's been extended as long as it has. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing because it doesn't do, it still only makes 32-bit apps, of course. It doesn't really do anything web-related. Uh, I guess, you know, they somehow they've got it on life support. So it still runs under windows 10 uh, for those people anyway. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, the tools you've been working on and that you, you sell and that you have had for a very long time graffiti suite, which I, I certainly have to mention if you were at XTC earlier this year, uh, Anthony's tools won a Zojo design award in the development category. And deservedly so, they are really some slick stuff you have there, Anthony. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what these things can do, you know, why you made them, that sort of thing? Uh, well, it, it actually started uh, for one of those companies that I was working for when I started with Real Basic. And, you know, we, we had a need to, to have more distinction in the user interface, especially, you know, with buttons, um, because they wanted different buttons to look different ways to do different things to make it easier for end users. So uh, that, that got me started with Graffiti Button, and uh, that was the first product I released, um, and that was in 2003, October 2003, I think. And, uh, you know, it's just progressed from there. Graffiti Button did extremely well. I mean, much better than, than I had ever anticipated and, and really gave me the drive to continue and, and build what, what we've got now. Which is certainly way more than Buttons. Yeah, yeah, it's I think I might have gone a little overboard. What do you think? <laughs> well, I know when we were evaluating this stuff, we were looking at all the many, many submissions for design award stuff. 
you had a lot of stuff to go through. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, and some of it's a lot more complex than than I would have liked. But uh, you know, the progression of time, and and you know, that's got me started uh, uh, here in the last two years. I've started rewriting some of the older stuff, and and really modernizing the APIs and, and making things a little bit simpler and better looking and, you know, more efficient. Um, and, you know, in just the last, you know, six months, eight months, I've been doing, you know, dark mode support for pretty much everything so that everything, you know, is, is eventually going to be dark mode aware out of the box and you don't have to change color properties and stuff. So it's, it's some good stuff coming down. Yes, I, I often see your your tweets where you're you're kind of teasing new things you're working on and getting everyone excited. So, how many uh, controls would you say you have? You know, you've moved from a button one control. Uh, so, just on the desktop side, how many controls would you say are, are in the graffiti suite? Package? I don't even know. I really don't even know. You just um, think them up and add them, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't keep track. I honestly don't. Um, I think it's just that my brain is full of so much code that that simple numbers disappear quickly uh, because that's a question that I get asked um, by, you know, you people that I meet on the street, you know, my family and friends and whatnot, you know, well, how many products do you have? Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I can count them for you, but I really don't feel like it's going to be worth the time because you're going to forget in five minutes too. So it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, when I think of something, um, or I see something in another app or I see something online that I really, really like, you know, I sit down and I pound out the code and I get it done. Well, I just did a quick glance here. It looks like around 35 to 40 ish is uh, what I see on your, your sidebar that, that has a high level list of uh, the desktop ones anyway. And obviously some of those look like they'll be, you know, more advanced than others as you've got, you know, like a button, which might be one of the simpler controls. And then you've got, toolbars and panels and graphical things and all kinds of other stuff. So lots. And that doesn't even count the seven new ones coming in release 30. <laughs> seven new ones. There's just, there's just no stomping Anthony. He is a machine. It's 40 hour work days. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So that's the desktop one. And then obviously when uh, Zojo added web support, you kind of jumped on that as well and made a graffiti suite version with web controls, I see correctly. Oh yeah. And uh, so, what would you say is the uh, the differences when you're doing stuff between the two? Uh, how would you compare and contrast desktop versus web? Oh, it's massively night and day. Um, everything in the desktop is, uh, with a couple of exceptions, is pure Zojo code, um, and and those exceptions being Graffiti Calendar for desktop. Uh, graffiti HTML editor for desktop and graffiti syntax editor for desktop. Those are, you know, uh, basically web page in a box as a custom control. Um, whereas, you know, on web, everything is JavaScript and I offload a lot of the processing and management to JavaScript so that, you know, it's a little bit faster and it's a little bit easier to use. Um, and you don't get a lot of, uh, a lot of the issues that you might see if you were building some of these well, looking at what I see on the, the web section of your site, it looks like you got at least 50 web-related things sitting up there at the moment. That that sounds about right. Now, you you do a lot of the, the web stuff is primarily JavaScript, you said. Uh, do you find that makes it easier to add uh, new components or controls? How, how is it you go about, um, you know, figuring out what you think you want to add to the, the tool suite? 
yeah, it, it does make uh, the the implementation for me easier because you know a lot of that is is wrapping appropriately licensed JavaScript libraries that are that are ready to go. Um, so you know, I'm I'm basically setting down and creating a Zojo API on the JavaScript libraries, and that's super simple, super quick, super easy for me because you know I've been I've done so many of them now that I could do it in my sleep. Whereas you know when, when we talk about desktop controls and and the ones that are entirely Zojo code, that's that's setting down and coding it from scratch, all the drawing routines that I want to use, how I want to make things look, if I want to animate it, how I want it to animate, how I want it to feel to the user. So, one of the things that uh, kind of put me in touch with you was uh, was seeing all your your tweets on on Twitter, and we'll have in the show notes links to, of course, uh, Anthony's uh, product series talking about his uh, his Twitter feed, so you can get the teasers that I that I see, and. Uh, and I, I, I uh, think it came up sometime. I replied to you, and you, I said, "Yeah, I've got to get you on the podcast sometime." And uh, and then more recently, uh, it was brought to my attention that you're going to be attending our Zojo Connect conference next year. For the, I think that might be the first time, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it'll be my first time. I'm really excited. Yeah, so that'll be great. And you're going to be doing a session, not surprisingly, perhaps on Graffiti Suite. So, that's where the anxiety comes from. I'm excited to go, but I may have a nervous breakdown on stage. <laughs> and if nobody laughs when it happens, I will be more upset. <laughs> yeah, you know, I hear that from a lot of uh, new presenters to uh, to our Zojo conferences. They, you know, because they don't do a lot of presenting necessarily, but they they know Zojo really well, so they want to you know share, and they, they express some anxiety and nervousness, but. Uh, I can say without fail, these always go wonderfully. Uh, the community there is really tight knit. Everyone wants everyone to ex- succeed. So there's a, I, I think your anxiety will go away once you arrive there and you, you see everyone and you, uh, you realize that this will be, it'll be a piece of cake. I like cake. <laughs> So it should be good. And I, I always take time to meet with everyone who's presenting before. Uh, usually on day one of the conference, we go over, you know, just some of the ground rules and things so that when you're up there, you, you kind of got everything you need to know and you just need to then, you know, do your talk, which is what you really know, you know, the stuff that you're going to be talking about. You're going to be talking about graffiti suite, maybe go over some, you know, specific things that it does and, and, you know, more things that we're going to cover and have covered here. Um, but you know, you've, you've done that. You, you're going to know that stuff inside and out. So. I, I eat, breathe, and sleep graffiti suite. So, so about the name, what what uh, what prompted a name like graffiti suite? Well, um, I was I actually fought with myself for a long time over the name graffiti. You know, when I started out with graffiti button, because I wanted it to reflect what I was what I was going to do, and that was you know to to significantly alter the user interface for uh for developers their their experience as they implement and customize their interfaces and, and the best thing i could think of was you know graffiti like you'd see on a wall mm. um want it to stand out you want it to be different you want it to look good cool well i i think the name is really catchy rolls off the tongue well the only problem i have is for the life of me i never can remember how to spell graffiti <laughs> Well, a little trivia tip. The first couple of uh, product releases had graffiti misspelled, and I had to correct it. (laughs) No way. So it's not just me. Okay, good. 
I always want a single one of the F's and double the T's, and I don't know why. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got emails about that. I had to fix that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's a tricky word, I suppose. Not one I tend to write too often, I guess, so I just don't see it enough. But, it's, a, it's a fairly obscure word for most of us, I think. Yeah, it has a good flow, though. It's a, it's a fun word. So Graffiti Suite, you said that uh, that kind of monopolizes your, your time and effort. But what, what other sort of stuff are you able to use uh, Zojo for? Uh, I'd, I'd also do consulting. Um, I've done big contracts and little contracts mostly these days. Uh, graffiti Suite takes up the, the massive bulk of my time. So, I, you know, when I take contracts, it's usually small UI components or custom web components. I recently did a... Uh, uh, an organizational diagram component for somebody. And uh, that was a really nice uh, addition for them. Really helped them out. I've done custom charting solutions, custom PDF uh, reporting software. You know, I've, I've, I've pretty much run the gamut with, uh, with what I can do with Zojo and, and, you know, web and desktop. Nice. Well, goodness. It doesn't sound like there is enough hours in a day for you to get all the things done that you want, does it? I don't sleep. I need more caffeine. <laughs> he says now, as he's on the podcast, probably hopped up on caffeine. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, at uh, at the conference, there's always plenty of uh, caffeinated uh, beverages to keep people going. I, I know there's a lot of people at the conference that seem to also function on close to no sleep. So maybe you'll uh, you'll fit right in with that as well. It's the developer's curse. So what sort of stuff do you do when you're not developing uh, in, in your copious free time that you have on, uh, you know, once one couple hours every month? Well, uh, I like to build sci-fi models. Uh, I haven't gotten to do that in a while, but uh, that's something I really enjoy. Sci-fi models, like of ships? Yeah, I've got... Uh, I've got the Athena from uh, Starship Troopers. I've got almost every star sh- uh, starship from Star Trek. I've got, you know, more than a few from Star Wars. I've got Battlestar Galactica. If you saw it in the in the shows and the mm-hmm. the TV special, I've got those. Uh, built those and painted them, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I've done Predator. I've done an Alien. I've done, you know, got a uh, face hugger Alien sitting here on my couch right now. <laughs> Oh, cuddly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like it. So cool. So do you, are these like kits or do you like put them together yourself with designs or? Uh, most of them are kits. Some of them I've had uh, 3D printed. Um, some of them I've, uh, I've worked up from foam and painted and, you know, spackled and whatnot. And just wow. really had a lot of fun with. Well, that is really cool. One of my favorite sci-fi shows is uh, The Expanse. Uh, very good show. Yeah, very good show. I think the next season is coming up in December. When Amazon picked it up after Sci-Fi canceled it, and uh, I forget the season. I think it's season four that starts in December, and they get some cool-looking ships in that show. But there's not a lot of you know, there's not even like toys based on or anything. So I can't even buy like a, a pre-built little ship to put on one of my shelves like I have for a few Star Wars things or anything like that. So it's a shame that show doesn't have more available for people to uh, 
well, in my case, buy, in your case, build, I guess. <laughs> yep, I, I would like to have some of those as well. I really enjoy that show. My modeling skills, uh, which I haven't done in many years, would consisted of uh, making things out of Legos. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with Legos. So I do have here in my office a Lego uh, Darth Vader TIE fighter and a giant Lego Darth Vader here in my office. Awesome. But I've never made any, you know, actual non-Lego type model. I don't think I have the uh, dexterity to be able to do that or the patience to paint them or any of that stuff. Well, then you just need to get that, what was it, 5,000 piece Lego Death Star? Yeah, I saw that or the uh, the super one, large one that's like the Millennium Falcon that's also uh, thousands upon thousands of pieces. They have a, you know, they'll show a time lapse I've seen on YouTube of someone putting it together. And even the time lapse is, you know, really kind of long. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago, my, uh, my wife was going to buy me the Death Star and I said, don't you do it. I'll never get anything else done. <laughs> yeah, that one is pretty huge. And the problem for me is, you know, they're fun to put together and I wouldn't mind, you know, spending, you know, a really long time putting it together. But the problem is when you're done with it, what do you do with it? Because it's not like I have a room dedicated to these sort of things. And some of them are big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of my problem right now when, you know, when we moved back from North Carolina, you know, all my stuff got boxed up and a lot of it's still in boxes. A lot of my models are, you know, because we just, we moved back into our old house, which was smaller and, um, we just don't have the room for it. Some of it's in storage, but you know, my favorite pieces obviously are sitting out. Yep. That's what happens. You get a few of the favorites that you can put out and the rest uh, end up locked away. When I recently redid my office this summer, I had a water leak in here over the winter and I had to empty it out and pull out carpeting and replace stuff and blah, blah, blah. But that did force me to uh, do a nice, you know, purging of things in my office, right? Get rid of stuff I didn't need anymore. And uh, one of the things I did after it was purged and then brought stuff back in and started to realize, oh, I don't need that. I don't need that. Oh, I never looked at that in years. I don't need that. I did end up have, I had something that was uh, stuck in my parents' house. It was an old, my old, from uh, when I was a kid, Atari 800XL computer. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? And uh, my dad had kept that. It was in the attic and I, with like, hundreds of the floppy disks full of games from when I was a kid and, and even programs I wrote in basic and stuff. And so I've got all that here now and I've set it up in my office here on a, on a shelf off to the side of me, hooked up to a little, little LCD TV so I can turn it on. I can pop a floppy disk in and, you know, bring up a game, play a game with a Atari joystick or something. Right now I've been playing Joust mostly. I really like that game. And it's very cool. All right. Well, I want to really thank Anthony for squeezing me into his incredibly busy schedule. I, I didn't realize ahead of time how honored I should be to uh, be able to get you to uh, snag a few minutes of your time to talk to me on a podcast. So thank you, Anthony. I'll make time for you whenever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I am I am flattered and honored. So do check out Anthony's stuff at uh, graffitisuite.com. That's with two F's and one T in graffiti. And I'll, of course, have links in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.